Now let's go to your new thing you've been appointed to, BSDD. What yes. does that mean, Arthur? The name itself is stands for Building Smart Data Dictionary, but what does that mean? It's it takes a bit more time to explain, but let's let's jump to it. <laughs> so, BSDD is a place where you can everybody can because it's uh, also another free service that that Building Smart offers is that you can upload your classification, you can upload your properties, definitions of your yeah classes, and not only share it with others, but you can also say how it relates to other known classifications. So for example, you could upload your, whatever you use in your company, how you call things in Norwegian, you could upload that to BSDD and say, okay, this is exactly the same as IFC. And it's almost the same as Uniclass, but uh, with some differences. So in BSDD, you can, you can make those relations. You can show it to, to others so that it's easier to also convert from one to the other. But let me just show you how it works. That would help a lot because I was trying to imagine things and doesn't mm -hmm. work too well. Like it, yeah. it, <laughs> I'm trying to imagining something that I never saw before, like how the interface is, what can we do in, uh, in there, yeah. right? Because, you know, before I asked you actually on LinkedIn about this, I thought that this is a paid service. I did not know that this is free. So it's very important to understand that everyone can use this for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's free as long as you are okay with sharing it with the public. So we also are thinking about having like a private part of BSDD for organizations mm -hmm. that don't, don't want to share what they are working on. But okay. for majority of the use cases, for all of the use cases that we have, yeah, demand for right now, it's, it's mostly this free version. So yeah, it's not a standard, as I said before, it's a service that Building Smart has to make our work, yeah, smarter. So yeah, let's jump to it. We already covered some part about me, so I will mm -hmm. jump to BSDD. So as we said, it's a service for hosting data dictionaries and data dictionary is a term coming from ISO standards. So if you want to read more about, okay, what it actually is, I will show you a list of references that we are applying, but in simple terms, it's a place where you define your classifications. So, so yeah, how you, how you call objects, how you call things in your models mm -hmm. and properties. So how you, yeah, describe all of those. We also support other concepts like materials, for example, as well. And in BSDD, you can store this metadata information. So you can create like placeholders for the data that you want to record about your models. So it's not uh -huh. a place where you keep the, the values of them. So to give you an example, you can define what a wall is. You can define what properties should describe a wall. You can even limit that those properties should have, for example, uh, positive numbers expressed in meters and so on. But it's not a place for storing the actual values for a project because this is only to provide this, yeah, this metadata so that everybody's using the same. And you could say that it's another step after uh, agreeing on the name of property set and, and property. It's a step further because with BSDD, instead of just a name, you can provide a link to the definition that you are using so that everybody's sure and can check what are you talking about when you say, I want a width. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's e easier to show. And just bear in mind that I will show you some examples of how it can be used, but it's not limited to that. There are a lot of use cases that we see 
So you can use it in a variety of ways. But for example, what you can find already in PSDD is, of course, IFC. You can, you can find everything from IFC 4.3. You can find, yeah, E-team classification, which is very used, for example, in the manufacturing industry mm-hmm. and Uniclass. You can also find definitions of environmental product declarations there. This is very useful and it also works well with IDS. So in IDS, you can say that you want your property to be defined according to, and then you reference to BSDD uh, ah, concepts. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. So those two, they, they play uh, along quite well. And here I have some slides. So this is, if you go to bsdd.buildingsmart.org, you will see okay. this landing page where we describe what it is, what standards it's following. And there is also a link to browse the content. But yeah. uh, before we go to that, I want to build the, the tension. I must say that this project originates to the 90s. So it has a really long history and it had different names. There were many organizations involved. And at some point it was uh, renamed to BSDD, but also the approach to, to storing this data was changing. So I won't spend too much time on the, on the previous versions, but for those that, that heard about BSDD a long time ago, mm-hmm. I must say that the, the new version of BSDD has been uh, yeah, mostly developed the recent two or three years, and it has slightly different uh, approach to storing all of this content. So yeah, be open to give BSDD another chance if you if you remember BSDD from before. But also, since it's quite, yeah, quite recent development, Building Smart was focusing first on the API. So yeah, API is more for people who experience with, with coding. This is the way software communicate between each other. And there is also the front-end page that you can browse. So you can you can search for terms in BSDD, but currently it's quite limited, but we will definitely improve it this year uh, because we have a lot of people using this part. So we want to improve that. But first we focus on the technical API so that first mm-hmm. the software can use it and then will come the, the, the browser part. So those are the, the standards. I, I, we already covered a part of it, but uh, yeah, you probably heard the term data templates. You can think of BSDD as a place where you can keep your data templates as well. And also we want to be as useful as possible to the linked data community. I know you had some episodes before with linked data enthusiasts. So yeah, BSDD is, we are trying to make it always fully compliant with the principles of linked data so that you can use it as your reference point, wherever you want to just build your uh, link data graphs, or you want to use it for AI, we try to make BSDD uh, useful for those purposes as well. And nice. quite recently, we also decided to sponsor the link data summer camp. And uh, uh, it's like a conference that will happen in June. This being said, I will show you how BSDD structures things. And then I, I promise I will show you the example. <laughs> so <laughs> BSDD cool. hosts what we call domains. For example, IFC 4.3 is one domain and uh, yeah, Uniclass is, is another domain and each domain consists of yeah, classifications and also it could have materials or not and properties like individual independent objects. But then you can take it a step further and you can show connections between them. So you can say that IFC wall is connected with this property, for example, width and this width could have some restrictions, for example, that it has to be larger than zero and so on. And 
as I mentioned already, you can also make relations to other domains. So for example, you can say that my wall has relation with a Norwegian wall, let's say, so that you show others that, okay, we are talking about the same thing. We just express it differently and we ask for slightly different data. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it is, yeah, if you are looking for this piece of information, I have it in this form. And uh, this is an example that we show, which is uh, maybe confusing if you are coming from the construction industry, but we have this domain called fruits and vegetables, just to show the idea. So in this domain, we have a classification called apple and we have a property called height. And we also have classification called fruit and Granny Smith to show that there is a hierarchy or relations between those classes so, so that Apple has a parent and it has a child class. Then we also show that Apple is connected to height and so on. We can, we can show the restrictions, but also we can connect to different domains. And here I have example with IFC 4.3 that we show some relations between those. Yeah, and here is an example with the Apple. So this is, if you go to DSDD, and search for an apple, you will get this one, you will get this page. And here you can read, for example, what is the URI. So URI is a sort of ID, so identification number, but it's in the form of a link. So that's, that's making it useful for the linked data applications. You can read many things depending on what, what the person that uploaded it specified. For example, you can read if there is uh, any, yeah, parent classification, you can, you can read if it's related to IFC entities, you can check if it has uh, some properties, for example, this has a height and volume, but if you click on this button, you will see even more. Well, this example only has few information, but here you will see even more that is yeah, hidden from the front end side. But yeah, also some of the, some of the objects uh, have translations. For example, Yabuko is Apple in Polish. So uh -huh. we also allow to make translations. And this is, this is quite powerful if you have some regional, local classifications and you want to show them to the public, but not, not everyone speaks Polish. You can also make translations. This is very important, but I'm wondering if would be possible to implement this in the IFC export so that this information can be read in a common data environment and not to go on a website. What is the best yeah. approach so here? I can just say it's possible and it's a responsibility yeah, of the vendors who provide software because the BSDD provides this framework so that everybody can use it and the API and those links, they're not made so that you as a user look for it manually, but it's supposed to be used by the software so that the software will, will know where to get that list from. We are as building smart, we are not building the software itself. So we just provide the service, but I will show you what the application will see. So not as an end user, but as an application, mm -hmm. if you use that request. So this is an example of how the API request looks. If you go to that link, or if you make that request, uh, from your software, you will get this response. So for example, here I'm asking for, yeah, all of the things that are in this uh, fruits and vegetables domain, and this is the response. And of course, this is not made for humans to read. It's more for the software to consume and display in the form that the software wants. So to answer your question, yes, it's possible, but it's not 
us that will build it. Do you think like this should be a separate application or it's a function that these tools can implement in their existing tools? So th there are already tools that use BSDD and uh, yeah, just to name a few, it's integrated with, with, with Akka, with Cobuilder, and, and there are many. And there is not one use case for this uh, because this information might be useful to, to, yeah, to many. I can show you one example in a moment how it's used in SketchUp. But I want to give you a specific case. In my case, my use case that I'm interested in BSDD is this. I want to put in enough information in my IFC files, in my IFC exports, so that people on site reading information from the IFC, doesn't matter which platform do you use, Autodesk, Cloud Collection, I don't know, uh, Dalux, Trimble Connect, you name it. I want to be able that the people reading that, they can see it in Norwegian, for example, not to see the properties of the elements and the elements themselves in English. Okay. So you are touching two, two aspects right now, but let's uh, talk about it. So first one is the IFC schema itself. So if you have an IFC, something uh, such as height, this could be translated to other language, but it still is the same height from IFC. Yeah. But in IFC, you can also define other properties. You can, you can, you can have, yeah, like, like user defined properties. Uh, and, and also objects, uh, or you can have IFC objects that are also classified as something uh, else or something more detailed mm -hmm. using other classifications. And uh, for that, you can use the PSDD. So when it comes to the translation of IFC, there is actually a project uh, about translating the, the IFC. I can show you quickly the progress on that. So here you can log into, yeah, I can send you the link later, but we have here translation to multiple languages, for example, to Norwegian as well of the IFC, yeah, yeah all versions. And here each of the, yeah, of the entities from IFC has its translation, but it's waiting for uh, the, yeah, the proofreading. So it has to be first analyzed by the expert if it's actually the right translation, but yeah, there is a project related to translating IFC as well. So you think that it's better to use this than actually BSDD for my use case, my specific use case? Well, this is a project that goes, yeah, in parallel. The intention is to translate IFC to different languages. But after we have approved language, it will be also migrated to BSDD. So yeah, the end result will be BSDD so that later you will see where was I? If I go to this website and I go for Apple, yeah, you could you could say here, yeah, I want the Norwegian name. Okay, I went for an Apple, but I, let's go for something Wall. from IFC. Wall. Then you could have here other translations, but it first needs to be accepted. And again, it takes some time because there are a lot of terms in IFC. Yeah. <laughs> That's but true. Everybody can get involved in, and help with this as well. Okay. So if I understand this correctly, so this translation project is this is just temporary and eventually will be merged in BSDD. Yes. This is how we collaborate on the translations. And after it's ready, it will be yeah, reflected in BSDD because I guess it will be, it will never be finished because there will be always new concepts coming and new terms and languages. So I don't think this is a project with clear end date. Okay, uh, but, I understand. But hopefully we will soon see more and more translations 
in BSDD as well. Okay, to what degree can I use BSDD right now for the purpose I explained to you? You can, for example, use BSDD if you already have your own uh, mapping because you didn't want to wait for the official IFC translation to Norwegian. You could upload your like a copy of IFC or you could upload your domain called Petru. Yeah. And in this domain, you could have both English and Norwegian versions of the same these classes. And in each of them, you could have a relation to IFC to say that this is exactly the same. So I'm uploading my classification with Norwegian translation, and I say that this is exactly the same as in the IFC. Mm -hmm. And actually, yeah, there are already other organizations trying to do that, not maybe always for IFC, but yeah, they are making this translation because they, they use it in projects. So you could use that, even though if you don't want to wait, you can do this. Yes. What about when you are defining this library for BSDD yourself, right? When you start mm -hmm. defining the terms for this, what if you don't use English? You just use Norwegian straight away. Yeah. So you can, that's the thing. We provide framework and you can upload there something that is not connected to anything else. You can just use Norwegian classification yeah. of elements. And uh, yeah, quite recently, we got a Norwegian Road Authority playing uh, with our test environment where we encourage everybody to try uh, to upload something they are working on. And yeah, they uploaded the whole road classification and started to make relations to other classifications as well. Yeah, because they have like a database for uh, this NVDB. Yeah. Exactly. So you're saying that actually it's possible to use BSDD with NVDB? Yes, currently it's uh, being tested because they started, I think, just uh, last month or this month. And it's still in the test. I'm, I'm using the test environment. Okay. In the production version of BSDD, it's not yet ready, but it's up to them to yeah to make the, the decision if, if they are already satisfied with, the, with this quality and they will publish it, I guess. Then it's just a matter of time, right? It's not more than that because it will happen eventually. Mm -hmm. And that's very good news for me, actually, as somebody working in Norway on infrastructure projects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as you see, there is only Norwegian right now, and everything is taken from the yes Norwegian database, including the description and the properties. But for example, the height, I guess, uh, I guess it's the height, right? Hey, there. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, correct. At some point, I guess it will also get the relation to, for example, IFC equivalent. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited about this. You have no idea. I'm excited too, because uh, basically it's, uh, we can call it, it's like a small Wikipedia in our, uh, in our industry that we can collectively create those knowledge graphs that show us, okay, so in Norway, you call it like this. And in my organization, we call it differently, but it's the same thing or it's not mm -hmm. the same thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting project. Okay, you can go ahead with your presentation if you have more slides. I don't have much more. I can just show that we have, for those that want to use the API, we have a documentation on Swagger. After, yeah, after we can provide links on, on YouTube uh, to all of those uh, things we are showing where you can test it yourself. You can see what the API is capable of. Let me just show you an example. So here I'm looking for IFC wall and it will return me all of the information that it has about IFC wall and so on. Yeah, there are a lot of uses for that. And yeah, this is the, the search page. So if you go to search.bsdd.buildingsmart.org, 
-hmm. you can search for anything. So yeah, if you search for Apple, you'll also find the Apple there. Why do we have Apple in the in our industry? Because in it's not obvious. Because it's not a wall. It's not a window. It's something that is completely from different context. And we wanted to show that it's also possible. You don't have to uh -huh. think of it as only for construction, even okay. though it's 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 made for yeah for construction purposes, building purposes, but yeah yeah <laughs> cook and bake where <laughs> granny uh, need this, this <laughs> actually this is actually from actual it's not it's not only the yeah i see it's eatim it's, it's eat from eatim yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's something that producers need uh, to classify what what products they have so you have a property if it's dishwasher safe or not and those are useful things yeah yeah of course i want to see to know if the product i'm putting in my dishwasher is you safe exactly. or not? I don't want to destroy it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but this is so cool. Yeah. If we go a step deeper, there's also GraphQL API to make even more complicated queries for those that need it. I know many people that, for example, are interested in linked data. They, they, they are probably aware how to use it. I have here one example that, yeah, you can make more advanced queries and get response from, from our server. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is to make life easier for software developers who want to access the same content from their software. Mm -hmm. So I guess it will be, yeah, maybe we skip how to use it in IFC for, for a moment, but I can show you one example how it's used in a software. If you go to our BSDD GitHub, at the bottom of the readme file, we have some example use cases from different software vendors or yeah, different use cases. There is one from Revit, Akka, and I will show you the one from SketchUp because it's quite impressive. We don't need to watch it. I will just zoom to some aspects of it. So in this case, there is a building modeled in SketchUp and one of the vendors implemented this, this plugin. I know you cannot see details, but let me just explain what, what's happening here. So after he selects a wall, it's already classified as IFC wall, but he needs to make it compliant with local. In this case, it's, it's uh, Dutch regulations. Yeah. So he's selecting what classification he wants to use. And in this case, he's using NLSFB. So he selects that and he sees, I say he because I know him, but it could be she as well. <laughs> uh, that yeah. IFC wall could be called many different things in this uh, Dutch classification because they have yeah, 20 or more different types of walls. So in this case, he can, he can look for the classification uh, that fits well to this wall. And then I don't read Dutch, uh, so I, I don't know what it says. But after he clicks on the one that is uh, relevant, he sees that this it has a number uh, 21, 22, and it's already applied to the wall. So after you click on it, it's getting added uh, to this object properties. So that's one thing. It's really cool. But another thing is that because BSDD knows it, he also got in his plugin information that this wall is called uh, load-bearing external wall. If uh, you want to make it yeah, fully compliant with IFC, you should also add these two properties with these values. So the wall wow, that's type cool. 21, 22 should have is external set to true and load brings it to true. And this can be also populated in the IFC properties. So if Just you- Just wait one second. And who does say that 
you need to add those things if you want to comply. Is that standard or is the IFC schema? Yeah, in the IFC, you don't need to. Well, you have the, the property is external for walls, which is part yeah. of the property set. But you don't have a concept of external load bearing wall. You have this concept in this Dutch classification. So if you want this to be also expressed in IFC, uh, the BSDD is telling to this plugin that, yeah, the equivalent of this in IFC is IFC wall with those two properties. Aha, uh -huh, okay, I understand, I understand. And not only that, if that's a specific kind of wall, then why not, doesn't say that in IFC should also be IFC type enome uh, and that specific type, like partitioning or a solid wall or something else? It could, but in this case, it's not about any of the predefined types. Uh -huh. so just it's just about the core class. Yeah, it's it just about that it should be IFC wall, which is, yeah, load-bearing and external. And in IFC, those are not types. Those are just properties. So you can have a partitioning wall, which is external or not. And you yeah. can have, yeah, curtain wall that is, yeah, load-bearing or not. And yeah, it's just that those classifications, they have different ways of, yeah, expressing mm -hmm. this information. So I think we won't have any super structure ever because we have too many uh, actors in, involved so that's why bsdd is there to yeah to make this 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 map how you can speak with mm -hmm. each other how you can communicate between those yeah that that's amazing this looks very very good do you have any questions about this yes one who should be looking into this who should be interested to jump on this and try to use this everyone <laughs> no uh, <laughs> i think if you are a modeler if you are yeah, using Revit, Archicad, uh, Tecla, SketchUp. If you're a modeler, then you would probably be interested in plugins like this. There are many other uh, and, and many being developed as we speak. So you'd be interested in something that gives you this data in your modeling software so you can apply it. If you are a client who wants to see if your model is compliant with, let's say, Norwegian classification of roads, you would be interested to require this on your project. And then you don't need the plugin. You need BSDD and to point to yeah, particular items from BSDD. If you are an organization that is uh, providing this metadata to, for example, manufacturers as eTeam, you would be interested to use BSDD to upload your content. So depending on who you are, but I think everybody can benefit from it somehow. As a BIM coordinator or something like that, or uh, yeah, for coordination, it mm -hmm. goes under the same reasoning yeah. for the for the client. I think you would be most interested in yeah in looking up some concepts from BSDD from the browser and then using this to feed your ideas with mm -hmm. reference. So instead of just asking, I want to have a property called height, I can say, I want the height that is explained in BSDD and it's following this and this standards and so on. So that you provide context not only the name of a property, but you also provide more. So, yeah. Can this help also when defining custom property sets? Yes, you can think of it also as a place where we host property sets. So some domains don't have any, any objects defined, any classes. They only have properties. And yes, yes, BSDT also can, can host those. You could call it data templates with properties different property sets. Yes, they can be grouped into groups of properties or property sets. 
And for those who are interested in all of the possible aspects that you can uh, use in the BSDT, I will point you to our documentation. So if you go to GitHub BSDT, in the documentation, there are many files, but one of them is JSON import model, where mm -hmm. we have explanation of all of those things that we just discussed. So you can see all of the fields uh, that are possible and what they mean. I don't have any other questions. Thank you very much, Arthur. It was very, very, very insightful. Everything you just showed me and talk about. I'm really, really grateful for you taking the time and doing this. Thank you very much for inviting and yeah, interesting questions. And I don't know when people will see it, but hopefully still you have time to join the, the, the summit in Rome so that we can all meet together. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to do that, but I, to be honest, I don't think I will manage this year. Not this good, year. Good for you. Next summit, I think, will be in Oslo. Oh, okay. Then, then I won't have any excuses anymore. No, but yeah. this year I already have some uh, planned uh, trips and I just started in my new job and I need to focus on the project for a while now. <laughs> fair, fair. But I think uh, in September or October, I see you in, in Oslo. Oh, it's also this year? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah of course, in Oslo. Are you kidding? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you very much again. Thank you.